Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Voices from the Mausoleum. And in today's episode of Horror Bestie Breakdown, Tasha and I are going to be breaking down the 2021 movie Antlers. I'm excited for this one. Yeah, this one's going to be interesting for sure. I <laughs> So let's see. Um, it's got current. This is the current ratings. Uh, so on IMDb, it's got a 5.9 out of 10. Uh, 59% on Rotten Tomatoes. A, it's kind of got ratings everywhere. A 69% on Google users. And then a 3.8 out of 5 on Voodoo, which isn't something I've ever used, I don't think. I don't think I've ever used Voodoo. Um, it came out uh, right before Halloween last year, October 29th. And this is the IMDb uh, summary. A small town Oregon teacher and her brother, the local sheriff, discover a young student is harboring a dangerous secret that could have frightening consequences. A super big. It is. Huh. I, mean, I, I don't know. I went with a four. I'm, I'm kind of flying a little little lower than the rest of the radar <laughs> at that point. So you gave it, so you're giving it a four out of 10. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I had, there were some things that, that I felt like they did really well. And then there were a lot of things I felt like they could have done a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, so my score is a six out of 10. Um, which so far is the lowest score I've given. <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah, let's, uh, let's start with your, your, your non-spoiler. I mean, yeah, your non-spoiler thoughts on antlers. So I felt like it was a really good story or they had the bones of a really good story. Sure. Yeah. There were a lot of things that felt unfinished and underdeveloped to me. Mm -hmm. um, things that they brought up that they just kind of like left hanging mm -hmm. um, and I wasn't wasn't a huge fan of like the character development with some of the main characters mm -hmm. um, loved loved the boys like they were adorable um, this, I mean it was horrible well we'll get into more of that but <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> no I yeah, yeah I just I like the the monster, the way mm -hmm. they designed it. I felt like the transformation and everything was yeah, amazing. I loved that. So yeah. And just the atmosphere. I felt like they did a really good job setting up the tone mm -hmm. for the movie with everything being kind of dark and dingy and that like sepia overtone, like yeah, just that coloration, the whole like was consistent the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely um, got that grungy vibe. Yeah. I I think I feel the exact same way. Um, I think the only reason um, that I went a little bit higher is just because I have a natural love for creature features in general. Um, and I typically don't expect too much from them. I'm going to be honest. Um, but I, I agree. I feel like the characters were super underdeveloped. And there was a lot of stuff that we were introduced to kind of early on that like never had a purpose or never, we like never got back to it or um, you know, like it was just one of those things where it was like, and I actually really like, so this is, um, this has Carrie Russell in it, who we, um, we, I think we both like dark skies, right? Yeah. So oh, she yeah. was the, she's the mom in dark skies and I really like her in a horror setting. Um, but I think, I think sometimes it doesn't matter how good of an actress or an actor you are. You can only do so much when this, the writing is just like not there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some of the dialogue was like super forced and weird. And um, I agree. There's a lot of stuff that was just left like hanging. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was almost like watching an idea board. There's like all right. these little like pin things, you know, and then there's, and then there's like the middle of it is like super good. Like this part, you're like, okay, I understand all of this. What the hell does the rest of it have to do with it? Um, right. So yeah, I mean, I, I agree with everything you said. I, I feel the exact same way. I was, um, you know, it definitely could have been a lot better. <laughs> yeah. I just, I like it ended and I was just like, what? Okay. <laughs> like, like there's all this stuff that you guys brought up and made a big deal about and then just dropped. Like sure. Yeah, what, and what I am I supposed to do. <laughs> I um yeah, well, I guess let's I think that's probably all we can really say as far as I I do I will say this <clears throat> before we switch to the 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 spoiler part. I definitely loved the creature design. I oh, think yeah he was stunning like every effort they made very clearly went into the creature like he right. was really really cool all the sequences with him were really cool we didn't get to see him a lot but as you know like i feel like that's a good thing i i like when you don't see too much um i would have been okay seeing him a little bit more but i think they kind of did okay with that balance um hmm. but the creature was definitely the star of the show for sure absolutely yeah um, so yeah, so I guess um, that ends the safe listening. We're going to jump into some spoilers now. We're going to talk about the movie and yes. all the things that made us feel. Wow. <laughs> 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 it's so crazy because like the truth is there are definitely moments that I was like really invested, but they were just kind of like few and far between, you know? Mm. So um, yeah, so our story starts out with the dad. I don't even think we get a name. I think he's just the dad. I can't remember. Frank. Um, there's a little boy in a truck outside of a mine opening, and his dad comes out and he tells. <laughs> I knew what he was doing in there. I was like, drugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He they did a good job of giving his name is Frank. Frank. Um, okay. Of giving him that look. Oh um, my god. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna steal your favorite thing to say about a24 and i'm gonna tweak it and i feel like they threw in trauma just for the sake of trauma yeah no i don't disagree with that i think well okay so here's my thing like with the with the opening into the cave like right away i was like drugs and i was unimpressed by that i was like yeah. of all the shit like they <laughs> had him doing so he goes in and he's you know um heisenberging it up and this like like opening to it's a mine right am i right am i right it's a mine right yeah yeah they're digging down into <laughs> mine that's it and um and so he and this other guy that he's like friends with are like cooking up some drugs um it shows all the paraphernalia like we we know as soon as you see the plastic sheets you're like meth like you just i've seen a lot of tv i know these things and um <laughs> and so yeah and then like they they come across these weird bags when they're mm -hmm. after they hear some stuff they go to investigate they come across these little bags and then they um they get eaten up. That's I mean that's our opening. And then the little boy goes in to the opening to search for his dad because I I think he hears the noises. Um and it kind of like cuts to the next part of the story, um, mm. which is um. Carrie Russell's character. What was her name? Julia. Julia. That's right. He calls her Jules a lot, doesn't he? Yeah. Um. Okay. So and then we meet. Yeah. So then we meet Jules. Who yeah, and <laughs> I felt like she was she just looked like a teary mess the entire movie. Like yeah. 
I, I, I like appreciated... she always looks like that. <laughs> That's true. Um, <laughs> I appreciated that they didn't make her like this superhero, like perfect, well-adjusted, um, yeah. like, you know, unbelievable human being because we've all got our baggage. Um, sure. But I, I felt that was one of the things that I feel like they went overboard with and just kind of left hanging was like, <sighs> bless you. Sorry. I've been sneezing um, all day. <laughs> it's driving me nuts. Okay, sorry. Oh no, you're fine. Um, yeah, when yeah. they when they start getting into her background and stuff like that, that's something that they just completely left hanging. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she just she always she does she always looks like she's on the verge of tears. Yeah. But I think uh, I think too. So she so her her role is that she's um, Lucas is the little boy the um, the the brother of the one that go uh, of Aiden the one that goes into the care the minds in the beginning um you know she's lucas's teacher and that's kind of her role is he's getting picked on she knows that like something's weird and she's paying attention and she's watching and she decides to interject herself into the situation and we talked about this briefly while i was watching it um so i think mm -hmm. you started it before me and then i started yeah. it i think after you and um i hate this like bully trope <laughs> I felt it's, like, especially in this case, like it, it kind of detracted from everything else he's got going on. Yeah. Like, I, I felt sorry from for this kid the moment I realized he was the son of a meth maker. Like, I, like his story was already horribly sad. Yeah. I didn't need the distraction of the useless bullies. Like, I just didn't right. need it. And I think, like, it kind of is like what you were saying. It was like this like traumatic stuff that would happen and these things, these boys would do these things. And it's like, but what did it really add? Because we were already invested in him, you know, yeah. or at least I was. And the bullies are there and you're just like, who cares? Like, why are, why is everything like, and not that bullies aren't very real because they are, but shit, they're in everything. What? Yeah. And he's, you know, this poor kid's already got so much on his plate that he's, oh, he's dealing with. Um, and I mean, the only thing I can come up with is it's just, they make him, I think his name was Clint, the yes, redhead. Clint bully. Owen. Yeah. Um, it's like they, they just kind of like set him up to just be eaten later. Like, I feel like that's the only purpose he has is just so you don't feel sorry for yeah. him when he. <laughs> yeah. But, I, and I, but I feel like too, like you could have done that in so many other ways. Like they kind of paint this town this picture of this town as this like not very great place, you know, yeah, people, yeah. Like no one is good for their kids. Like kids are in really bad shape. Nobody has any work, abusive parents, alcoholic parents, drug abuse. Like there's a lot going on in the small town. Um, you know, and the, and the brother, uh, what was the brother's name? Uh, Aiden. No, or no, um, the sheriff's brother. Yeah uh crap i want to say charlie but i feel like that's not right is that right oh i can't go. yeah i can't i just immediately thought of him as the sheriff i remember her like yelling his name at one point later on <clears throat> yeah i really thought it was i think it's charlie but paul <sighs> i was not paul sure. paul Oh, okay. So what's well, really funny about this to close. me is the guy that plays Paul, the, the sheriff brother, um, his name is Jesse Plemons. 
he plays like the him. character in Breaking Bad, which I thought was really funny because it's like oh, does he? meth and meth. Like I just thought that was kind of ironic. Yeah. He's a little troublemaker in like the last season or the season before that. I think it's like season five. Mm. And um, so that was kind of funny seeing him because I was like, I feel like other than that, I thought I'd seen him in something else horror, but I I hadn't. But um, anyway, yeah. So Paul even makes the comment, you know, she's like, I can't believe you took this job, like being sheriff of this like shithole town. And he's like, nobody else wanted it. Yeah. And it's like, dang, like they just paint a very like dire picture of this town and I think like all of that stuff would have worked without adding the bully. Like, I just don't think it was necessary. And it really annoyed right. me because I just feel like it's kind of, there. I just feel like there's things that that filmmakers go to that are just these like easy things to try to get a reaction instead of just like thinking it through a little bit longer, you know? Right. And especially since, I mean, they had so much material to work with already. They, yes, they did. And so whenever... Um, Lucas is the shots of Lucas at home, his dad and his brother, he's locked in. Well, it, it makes you think at first that he's the one that locked them in this attic-y space in this house. Mm -hmm. um, and his dad is, is turning into the creature, which is a Wendigo. Um, they've already found the body of the other, the friend, the, um, the other guy that was helping him make the drugs. And then um, now it's this, the younger son, Aiden is starting to change too, but he's not as far along in the process. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah. And I think like, that's kind of when I really, I really like some of those scenes with the dad and Aiden. Oh, yeah. Um, they were really heart wrenching and really dark and really, um, effective as far as like, a, like making me feel a certain way. Mm. Um, I'm weird about like, you know, I have a son, so little boy stuff is just like, Oh, my heart, like I can't, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's really difficult because like, I, you know, you just think about like, I would never let my kid go through becoming a Wendigo. I don't know. Like you just, right. <laughs> you just think about all this stuff and you're like, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think, um, yeah. So then we like that kind of, that stuff starts happening. Um, the bully, yeah, the bully gets eaten up. I think that's the first person. And the next is the, Let's see. Oh, the so the teacher, Carrie Russell's character, Jules, she goes into um, she starts getting more involved. And when she shows up to the house unannounced, um, you know, she hears weird things, but she leaves. And it was I was laughing so hard because her conversation with Paul, her brother, about going over there, I said his entire like speech, like everything he said to her. <laughs> I said before he said it. So there was like a moment he was like, you went to the house. And I said that like right before he said that. And then I said, and I, and I said, and he, so I started laughing and then she says, well, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And I, and I said, you can't do that. And he goes, you can't do that. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> Predictable dialogue is not usually a good thing, but it did make me laugh at least. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, you can't, as a teacher, you cannot insert yourself in like social services and like family service stuff. Like you can't do that. Um, yeah. so I was just, I give her credit. cause she yeah. at least walked away instead of barging into Thank the God. house. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that would have been a very short movie. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And I, so she does eventually like, so, you know, Lucas starts showing these like weird things with like his drawings and he's drawing really kind of like dark and crazy stuff. And so she sees that and she shows it to the principal. Yeah. Um, and by this point, uh, you know, they've already found that one body 
And then they, I believe at this point, they've also found the bully's body. Maybe. Uh, no. Not yet. No. Oh, they find, no. that's right. Um, yeah. That's right. That's right. And so then, um, and by this point, like we've gotten a little bit of history about Jules and Paul's father. So um, she moved back after being gone from the town for like 20 years. She's struggling alcoholic, apparently. Like she never drinks. She just like stares longingly at bottles of liquor in stores and like walks out. And there's these flashes of scenes of abuse with her dad. And, um, you know, it's, it's just very like it's very jumbled. Like that whole sequence when you're getting an understanding that like she was sexually abused and physically and emotionally abused in other ways by her father. It's like, okay, all right. And then, so she, so she left her brother there with this abuser. And mm -hmm. then, you know, now she's back living in the same house with her brother again, um, teaching at the school. And, and the, it's, it's weird. Cause like that was one of the parts that I felt was the most underdeveloped. Yes. Yeah. That, that whole buildup, you know, you get, kind of the strife between the two of them because you know he resents yeah. that she left and left him yeah. there and everything mm -hmm. and it, it just literally drops off there's nothing done with it like when you have that kind of conflict at some point you expect it to come to a head or somehow it's going to come into play later it's going to have yep. some there's going to be it's some, have some moment. Yeah. yeah and it just it's just like poof gone like it never happened it's like mm, yeah where, where did this go <laughs> Like, well, and yeah, because you're like, okay, like to your point, adding trauma for the sake of adding it when it wasn't necessary, because yeah. I mean, honest to God, in my opinion, if you're a very passionate teacher, if you're just a very good person, you're going to notice and pick up on those things and want to help regardless of your past. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, like I, I wasn't abused as a kid, but damn, if I'm gonna let some other kid get abused, especially right in front of my face. Like, right. so I feel like it was, it was meant to make the two characters, Julia and uh, Lucas relatable to each other, mm -hmm. but you don't have to have the same weird fucked up background to be able to relate to another human being. Right. And I just didn't think that part was necessary. And like you said, it didn't go anywhere. Like it amounted to literally nothing. Yeah. And I mean, they even have conversations later on where she tells them, you know, like my mom yeah. died too. My dad died too. Like, so they've already got to like something that they can relate to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, yeah, I didn't, I didn't particularly care for that. It just felt pointless. It did. Even though they made such a big deal of it, it ended up being pointless. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think it would have been just as well to have her just leave because the town sucks. <laughs> they right. were, and that's kind of what I mean by they painted this picture of this town. It really was enough to give us the added meat to the story that you could have carried other developments on past that. And I think that would have made it so much better. But yeah, it didn't. And I didn't care. Like, that sounds really, really cold. But like, it, I, it's I didn't her being abused and stuff had no impact on how I felt about her or her helping Lucas. Like, none of it mattered. It's very weird. Yeah. Um, no, I basically every time it came up, I was just kind of like, okay, what are they going to do with this? Yeah. And, it was, I thought it was going to have a point. Yeah. Maybe um, her yeah, dad was a Wendigo. Like, that's kind of, I was like, maybe this is going to connect and her right? dad isn't actually dead and he's the one who killed Lucas's dad. I don't know. Like, I'm just trying to make it make sense, you know? Yeah. I think they, they do a good job of emphasizing the state of things. Like when she goes to the principal and she's trying to explain to her like her concerns and 
you know, she's like, well, what do you sure. mean, you know, what do you mean that this, this boy, when they're talking about Aiden, you know, he's not in school anymore and you haven't done anything about it. Like, yeah. it's okay for him to just drop out. Just you not know, be he's, here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the principal That's is just true. so dismissive of everything. Um, yeah. So why she even went to the house, honestly. Well, and it's kind of sad to think about, too, because, like, it's, that's actually really close to reality. So, you know, yeah. like, when you're talking about stuff like um, defects and, like, trying to come in and help kids, like, unfortunately, like, there's just so many that need help, that there are so many that get forgotten and left behind. And yeah. so her dismissiveness is really close to reality because she kind of tells her, she's like, well, what the hell do you want me to do about it? You yeah. know, she's like, I, do you know how many kids? She's like, at least he has somebody there. And you're like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you know, it's weird. And then meanwhile, you've got this poor baby, like, going and, like, killing animals to feed his damn crazy dad and his little mm -hmm. brother. And it's really just, like, I don't know. I that, say, like, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, that part mm -hmm. was, like, that part really got under my skin. I was like, this bitch, she don't care. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was very frustrating. Um, and as bad as I felt for Lucas, I gotta say, like, crazy respect, yo. Like, that little kid was a badass. He was you know? a badass. Because he was supposed like, to be 12 years old, but he looked like he was five. <laughs> yeah, because he was so malnourished and he's everything. so malnourished, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, he's out there trapping and finding food for them. And he's, like, reading taking books. care of them. Yeah, like, reading books on trapping. I'm just like, yeah. what in the world? He was he was a little beast, man. No he was really intended, cool. But... And, and you have to, it's so crazy because when you're when you're a 12 year old boy in a world where you have no one else like you might would feed your wendigo dad you know what i mean like you're right. not gonna just be like well fuck him <laughs> you've got like what are you gonna do you're 12 years old you have nothing yeah you know I, the sequences with that family were really well done i did really like them and i really thought you know when the when uh his dad when frank starts kind of changing more and more because he kind of looks like a zombie at first. Like, he's got his hairs missing. His skin looks really weird. Yeah. Um. But then he starts getting that, like, glowing in his chest. And I was like, that's really neat. What is that? And then um, and then the change, you know, all that stuff happens. And I thought that was, um, I, I really like that part. And I will say, so, like, at this point, you know, the principal goes to, um, to the house. And unlocks the uh the door yeah because obviously when you see a warded door <laughs> with tons of locks on it right the first thing you do is unlock it yeah and i well and i think she heard um aiden oh aiden, i think aiden yeah. was calling out and when you hear yeah. a little boy calling out such so that you know but she goes up there and they well they eat her <laughs> and then that's when the dad kind of like transcends yeah. into um, his like full Wendigo form. He's like a Pokemon. Um, <laughs> there was a principal stone and he turned. <laughs> oh. oh, that's funny. I Throw it back all you Wendy's kids out there. <laughs> Test the really cool people out. Yeah. That's right. I, uh, but he just, yeah, so he gets into, like, his final stage. The transformation is really cool. I really loved the antlers coming out of the mouth and literally, like, shredding this human form yeah, so that it can manifest into this this um, this spirit form or this, uh, yeah, well, spirit form. And um, 
it kind of reminds me of, I don't know if you've ever seen um, Hemlock Grove. Mm -mm. Man, that's on a, my list. It's a crazy ass show. Um, so Hemlock Grove has monsters in it as well. It has to date the best werewolf transformation I have ever seen in my life. And it's very similar to this as far as the coming out and shredding the human form. It was really cool. Um, I really love that sequence. And I I don't know. I don't think I think I don't have any complaints about that part. I thought that part was really cool. Yeah. No, I really liked how they show like his gradual transformation. You know, like you said, mm. like it almost kind of zombie at first, like when you can see that it's taking an effect on him physically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to just like leaving behind this husk of a human and yeah. away he goes out the window. Yeah. And it's crazy because like after that is when things kind of get a little more amped up because they come back and they discover the blood and the the dead the what they assume is a dead body but it's really the left remains from the wendigo which i guess is technically dead but it's not like another person that was there it's just it was the um the remains or whatever so yeah and i think at that point is when they show like the steps that he took like when he realized that something was happening mm -hmm. um you know telling lucas to keep them locked in that room and not yes that's out. when it shows yeah that's when it shows that um the dad is the one that set up all the bolts and stuff for the yes you're right it, and that he was the one who told him to not ever open that no matter what they said or did to not ever come in there yeah and um, i appreciated which, that despite being kind of a shit father up to this point like that he took those steps and was trying his best to protect them yeah well, it kind did. of paints a picture of a dad in a shit town doing what he had to do to make money because that's all he had to take care of his kids. Because he yeah. was never mean to the kids. Like, as far as the stuff we saw, he was right. like, like, even with Aiden, he was very cute with him in the very beginning. Like, you know, so, um, I mean, that doesn't really make the meth making okay, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. It's when, when society gives you fucking nothing to work with, like, you just, sometimes you just gotta do what you gotta fucking do, especially when it comes yeah. to your kids. Like, um, and he had to do it all alone and, you know, this whole thing. But yeah, no, I, um, yeah, it shows us that part. So then we learned that he's the one that set up the door. Um, mm -hmm. and I think, you know, so Lucas ends up, um, they take him to the hospital. He gets evaluated. We learned that, um, he's like super malnourished and the doctor's like, it ain't good. Like, cause he's been like that for so long. And um, does it give us a timeline of when the attack versus the present day that we're watching? I don't think so. But based on how Aiden looked at the beginning, I mean, even though he is younger, like he he also yeah. looked like he was on the smaller side. Um, but just before that, when the sheriff is, he gets, you know, the dispatchers coming over the radio to tell him that they found another body. Oh, yes. He has to repeat what she said and she repeats it again and he tells her 10 9 which is our like because i'm a dispatcher that is our actual code for repeat your traffic um huh. and i like i nerded out so hard you were like that. ah yeah because <laughs> they're not funny. universal like you would think that that's something that would be you know standard across all agencies and it's not so i i had to like rewind it a little bit make sure my subtitles were on make sure i heard it right and i was like yes, yes. Um, but yeah, I don't think, sorry, I digress. I digress. Uh, 
I don't think it. I don't think it gave a timeline for how long they had been in the. I don't think it did either. I, I felt like it was kind of drug out a little bit. Like it wasn't yeah. like the very next day that he became infected. It kind of seemed no, like no. a slower process. I would guess um, at least a few weeks, if yeah. not. Yeah. Long. I mean, because he's he's had the time to learn how to trap and everything else. So, yeah, and well, and too. So when he so when he's in when Lucas is in the hospital and Jules tells Paul basically that well we're going to keep him like we can't just like not help him and he's like you know he's not our problem you can't put our past on him and she's like you don't know what he did to me talking about their dad and he's like you don't know what he did to me either and I'm like that was the most pointless ass scene. Ever. And so yeah. we take Lucas home. Great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and before this happens, because I, I I think I missed this part. So before that happens is when we we go to Stokes, which was the previous sheriff who is um, a Native American that lives in the town. And they go to him to get some answers on the brutality of the stuff that they're seeing and what is going on. And this is this is such. Oh, God, this is such a pet peeve of mine. I hate going into scenes like that with um like you don't know that these people are coming to see you but damn if you ain't got the perfect book and know the perfect page you just knew what page the wendigo story was on give me a break so he tells them the lore of the wendigo and so one of the reasons that the the um the changing is so drawn out is because they can only move into a worsened state when they eat human flesh. So when he ate the principal lady, it was like done and done, you know, and then that's when he comes out of his whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think it was drawn out for so long because he wasn't eating it people at that point, you know. Right. And um, but yeah, so we go to this, this we go to the old sheriff, retired sheriff, and he's like, he just magically has all the answers. And see, this is where these like little simple things would have made these moments so much better. They should have had him be aware that this stuff was going on and had him already looking into it based off Native American lore because the Wendigo is Native American in origin. He was like, like he's the one that found that first body out in the woods. And he um, thought it was a Wendigo? I don't remember that. Yeah, they because they also, if I remember right, don't they go into the mines and he sees all the bags and everything hanging? I do believe there's a section where they go they go yeah, back they into go the, into the he mines. finds that chunk of antler and he's yeah, like and trying he says, to figure out what it not is. Like, yeah, but he did. I didn't get the impression then. Well, then he's a terrible actor because I did not understand <laughs> that he knew that until he was like magically just had all the answers. And then I was like, yeah, what I the think, fuck? That doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, because he um, like he's present at all the scenes. He found the first body and yeah, and everything else. So I well, I'm in the first sure body, he, they tell him that the teeth marks are human teeth marks. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then they I know he goes to the for the site when they go into the mines they did what does he say the bags are um that i don't remember i can't remember yeah i didn't even remember that that's how impactful that scene was apparently because i was like i just thought i'm just sitting here thinking like i just hate when they just already have stuff out but that was what i was thinking was that it needed to be like a very clear moment of like, no, like I'm looking into these things. I know these stories, like, but even some of the ways that he like explained the lore just felt so forced and fake to me. So it was just kind of like, 
I don't know. Like I yeah. like when when I like when you're watching monster movies, creature features, whatever, and they're giving you the background lore, and you're just like uncomfortable. You're like, oh god, right. I didn't feel that way. I was just kind of like, you just, you just, okay. Like I just didn't feel that way. <laughs> was it like, yeah? Well, apparently I missed that whole thing because I didn't even realize that at the point. I was like, no. Well. <laughs> well, I mean, that just kind of plays into like how underdeveloped <laughs> things yeah. were, like that they didn't kind of stick like sure. that. Um, so yeah, so then he's got Paul has the deputy outside the house and asked Dumb. him to take by himself. Away. Yeah. Um and I mean he at least had the good sense to tell him, like, hey, there's something in the in the shed. In the shed outside of yeah. their home. And and this is where the inside of the house is where Lucas and Jules are. They're kind of hiding as they yeah. realize there's some shit going on. And I kind of wondered if this was gonna be a point where like where they were going to bring up like her past trauma where, you know, they have where she takes him like down to the basement where her dad would lock her or whatever um, mm. to be safe. It I wasn't sure if that was like, that was something that they were going to do with it. And it, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> instead, yeah, just <laughs> instead um, we, uh, yeah, she tries to tell him he needs to stay, but he wants to see his brother. He doesn't, yeah. it's like he, he just keeps thinking like he's going to be okay. Like, you know, he's, but he's fucking not. So this sequence was probably my favorite in the whole movie. Yeah. Um, because yeah. this is when the deputy goes out into the shed. He gets murdered, like pretty brutally attacked by the Wendigo. Um, after he finds Aiden in a box inside the shed, hiding under some blankets and stuff. And um, by this point, he's already called Paul, who's on his way. Yeah. And... Uh, Jules is inside telling uh, Lucas to stay down and hidden and not to move. He bolts out the front door. Um, then Paul shows up, goes into the shed, finds the deputy. And then it's <laughs> all. <laughs> so for my notes at this point, oh, I wrote God. down, thank goodness for that damn vest. Because when the, when the Wendigo comes for him the first time, it just like knocks him out of the way. Yeah. And it then... throws him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. But then it ends up getting him anyway. So I have like dot dot dot. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, that's was funny. It's like <laughs> yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So that, yeah, he gets kind of tossed around for a second. I I jumped several times during Did that you? section. Oh. Yeah, I just like, went oh, was but yeah, I so didn't. Cool. I don't. I didn't jump jump, but I definitely just was like, especially. The second part, so after Paul gets up from being knocked down, he leans up against that window and it just like, boom, like comes straight through with its antlers and yeah. it's like, boom, and like it hits him and I was, and I, and I saw it bite him mm -hmm. and I was like, that's not good. And so like, but I, but as that whole thing is like, that was the best sequence of the entire movie. We got to see more of it, the Wendigo. We got to see how brutal he was. Like, yeah. we were like kind of sad about Paul, but I also really didn't give a shit. Um, and then, like, <laughs> you know, it's like, and so somehow, <laughs> this I'm telling you, this is how impactful some of these sequences were. Mm -hmm. Somehow, we end up back in the mine. Yes. Um, yeah, because she she knew that he wanted that he was after his brother that he was trying to get to his brother. And he, yeah. I believe he had told her that they would be going back to the mine. That's right. Yeah. And so. by this point, she's been told that the only way to kill it is to get it in its weakened state and to remove the heart from the yeah. equation. And I was like, Oh, that's the glowing thing in the chest. So that makes sense, you know? And so, yeah, so we go into, and this was when you get to see the Wendigo in like all its glory. 
Oh, like they're man. in the mines and Lucas is over somewhere. And uh, when Jules it turned is, around and it was wearing Frank's the face, dad's face. I was like, Oh God. That part was pretty <laughs> horrific. No, I agree. That part was pretty horrific, but that also was sad. That was like, ugh, and sad. Like, yeah. That the boys was like, have I to wasn't see that. Expecting that. Like when it turned around at first, it took me a second. I was like, what the hell? Oh no. And it pulled a leather face. I don't, I don't like that. That was really <laughs> awkward. And I, <laughs> and then he just like takes it off and it's like not there anymore. And then, you know what it kind of reminded me of the, the like face part after the skin had been removed. It reminds me of the xenomorph. Like there's just this like structure to it, like the oh, way that yeah. it goes down kind of. I was like, huh, I wonder if it like took some inspiration. That's kind of what it reminded me of. Obviously, it doesn't look the whole thing, but just that yeah. one section of the face kind of reminded me of it. The foundation. Um, yeah. And then I think like um, you know, Car Carrie Russell's like no moss. Is she like attack? She's, you know, fighting the Wendigo in the mines or whatever. <laughs> That's yeah. Like, and it's sad because Lucas ends up being the one to like knock him down in the end. Like he's behind him in the end. And then the Wendigo falls down after it's been hit. And Carrie, Carrie Russell's character just goes over and cuts out its heart while his son watches. You know, I, I honestly kind of expected him to attack her at some yeah. point. Yeah. Um, I was kind of waiting for that because, you know, he's done so much to protect and take protect care of. And keep safe. And yeah. And to see yeah. her just like hacking away at his chest, trying to get his heart out. Like this poor kid's already been so traumatized and now he's got to sit there and watch that. And yeah, I, I kind of expected him to come at her. So I was glad he didn't, but I wouldn't have been yeah. surprised. No, I know what you mean. And I think it's like, cause then of course you already know what's coming because you already know that Aiden has been infected. We already know this. And so I'm like, okay, well, at some point that's got to be a thing. And then Aiden comes out of the shadows screeching like the sound effects were pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Sound they were good. Were cool. um, yeah. So he comes out of the shadows and he's just like, Hey, remember me? And she just is like, fuck. Like her whole face is like <laughs> the face I made watching it is the same face that she was making in that scene. Cause she was yeah. just like, of course, because of course this is how this day has to end. And, Right. You know, at first Lucas kind of fights her and then she's like, I need you to understand that. And then she like has this moment with him that was actually kind of a cute little moment. Um, mm -hmm. And she tells him to to turn away, look away. And then she yells it for some reason. That was a bit dramatic. Um, yeah. And then she kills the brother. <laughs> like I can't imagine, like, especially as a teacher, you know, where her so much of her job is looking out for kids and, yeah. you know, making sure they're being taken care of to have to turn around. And I mean, obviously she recognized that it had to be done, but to have to turn around and kill a kid, I can only imagine like that kind of internal. Yeah, well, on that and one. I did, I did get a little emotional when she was, cause she hugs him is what she does. She pulls yeah. him into her chest and she hugs him. And it's like thinking about a child that young, seven years old, when was the last time he was hugged? Like, you know, like it's just, yeah. and I'm telling you, this stuff hits me so different because I have a son. Like it just oh, does. Like I hug my son like a million times a day. He's yeah. told how much he means to me and how much I love him to the point that it sickens him. Like, he's like <laughs> you know what I mean? And to think, think about what it would be like if he didn't hear that for however long, or he didn't know what it felt like anymore to be hugged or loved or 
to feel warmth, you know, like that part, yeah. that part did get to me a little bit emotionally. Um, and then, you know, when she kills him and, you know, Lucas is covering his ears, I'm just like, oh my God. And okay. then of course I'm like, well, we already know what's going to happen. Why, where's your brother at? Because his ass definitely got bitten. <laughs> like bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. All right. What I would have liked to see more of was yeah. like that scene of Lucas and Aiden going to the mines. Um, oh, yeah. At their trip from the house. Like, did was their dad with them the whole time? Did he like carry them over there? Like, hurt them mm. over there? Um, and I mean, I'm assuming that's, that's probably the point when Lucas was bitten at some point during that that process. But I kind of would have liked to have seen more of that. Yeah. I, I mean, it's nice. Okay. What? No, go ahead. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. Um, I probably was. I, you, know, you know me, I always got shit to say. <laughs> Just even I feel like the closest they got to any kind of like resolution or follow up with Jules and Paul is like when they have their little moment. Yeah. You know, before she At gets the water, yeah, um, yeah, where she's like out there checking on him, and he insists that she's not going to go by herself, even though he doesn't do a damn bit of good, and he sits in the truck anyway. It's like, and he wasn't exactly useful when they got there, but <clears throat> I feel like I don't know. That's well, and some of those small things, I like, I get. Okay, she abandoned him. She feels like a lot of guilt for abandoning him, and she wasn't going to do that again. So yeah. it's the problem isn't that their their tactics don't make sense. It's that they're not executed effectively because it it sucks because God, you know how I feel about Wendigos. Wendigo is my favorite uh cryptic. Yeah. Like, I mean, like I'm I really I think 2023, I'm going to Wendigo Lake and I'm either gonna become it. a monster or maybe get something cool on camera, but something's gonna happen. I really wanna go. And I think that, like, it, it sucks because, so, like, you ask normally, like, you know, what would you, like, what would, what would you want different? Or what would you, however you, you know, however you word it. What would um, we change? What would you change? And there's just so many things. Because it isn't the, the core that I would change. It's all the shit around it. Because Wendigo lore on its own is fucking terrifying. Right. It's terrifying. And the creature was terrifying. He was great, he, phenomenal. The kids oh, yeah. did a great job. The ambiance of this shithole town, that color filter they had over the whole thing, all of that had such a great setup for all of these just lackluster, useless moments. And that's why it wasn't better than it was. You just, yeah. you didn't get anything out of it. There was no time to be invested in anybody other than the kids. And honestly, that's probably because they were kids. You know, right. and that part was really frustrating. I hated how underdeveloped the character arcs were. Like it just didn't, it there missed was, the mark. Yeah, there was, there was so much potential in this yeah. movie and I expected a lot more from it. I mean, I knew, I knew you were going to rate it higher than me just because it was Wendigo. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you're I, talking about. You don't know me. That, <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just... I, I can't remember the last time I watched a movie and was that annoyed when it ended and I was left with like nothing. Nothing. 
It just and <clears throat> the ending was super predictable, um, which was fine. Like I, it, shit happens, and I and I I like endings like that. The ambiguous, the open ended, the not final resolution, but it made it worse because there was never anything else fleshed out either. Yeah, I'd say okay. So let's say this: the strengths of this movie are the kids and the monster design. In the atmosphere, I would throw in the atmosphere. atmosphere. Yeah, and then the weaknesses are the story is incredibly underdeveloped, and there are there's no character development at all that makes any sense. It's not cohesive, and it never like you just don't you never care. Like it just never gets you to a point where you're like, you know, I, I really am invested, and I really hope this character doesn't do this, or they don't get hurt, or they don't die. Like I didn't give a shit. Yeah. You know, yeah, no, the boys were were pretty much it. Um, yeah, I just it was so hard to, and I think they, I mean, on top of the annoyance at them never really finishing that part of the storyline with like her trauma as a kid, like I think they kind of just portray her as like over traumatized. I guess <laughs> yes, um, right, and and not not that she wouldn't be, but damn bitch, it's been twenty years. Like I don't understand. Why you agreed to stay in this house? And also, right. side note, I guess maybe because it's the state of the town is why, like, the brother never moved and went into anything else. Yeah, so I think that, um, yeah, I, 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 I stick with my six out of ten. And like you said, first of all, even if it wasn't a Wendigo, I probably still would have given it a six as far as a monster thing, just as long as the monster was still well done. Because I just really like monsters. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, one day this cough is going to be gone. Um, fun fact, COVID sucks. Um, yeah, and I think that, um, God, I, the, I'm just so disappointed. Because there's not a lot of Wendigo stories. Like, I don't know if, you, um, if you've heard of it. And I don't know if Mr. Craven played it or not. I honestly don't remember. Um, but there is a game called Until Dawn. And it starts out as this very like 80s slasher story. It's got Hayden Panta in it, whatever her name is. Um, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know who you mean. <laughs> yeah. No shade. I love her, but like I can't ever say her last name correctly. Um, anyway, so she's in it, but it's a video game and it's, um, it's about Wendigos and it's beautifully done it's really mm -hmm. well done um it's kind of a long playthrough i never played it because i watched it but um visually it's stunning and the monsters are crazy like it starts out as like a slasher and then like halfway through you're like oh shit that's a monster that's not a person it gets real crazy but it's good um it's a really cool if you ever want to look that up it's it's called until dawn it's really good uh i know john wolf played it markiplier played it and I don't remember if Mr. Craven did or not. But anyway, I digress. Let's look and see. Yeah. Oh. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I, it sucks because the Wendigo isn't something that's explored very often. Right. And so I was like, Wendigo, I'm going to love this. And I didn't end up loving it. And I was kind of bummed that I didn't love it. But yeah, no, it was, I mean, maybe, maybe in the chicken that I am, like <laughs> there were, there were a couple times I jumped. There were a couple times I kind of. Sure looked away nonchalant um but yeah i just it was just very underwhelming it was general. no i agree 
So, and and like you said, I think it makes it so much more frustrating because there were elements that worked really well. And so, yeah. So, yeah. That's I was going to go three and a half, but I didn't want you to like throw a punch. You. <laughs> we spent too much time talking to each other. <laughs> Lies. Lies and deceit. Oh, God, that's so funny. Um, yeah. No, it's, uh, I don't know, man. It's not very often that there's a horror movie that leaves me feeling that way because I'm usually pretty easily impressed so which is you say that but you've rated everything we've watched lower than me every time That's even true. scream you even gave scream a lower rating than I did so you say that watch <laughs> the one time you give something like a fucking eight or a nine I'm gonna give it like a two <laughs> probably <laughs> That's what's gonna scream be. was just because like like that whole NSYNC Backstreet Boys thing. Like I was just always more of an, I know what you did last summer. I know summer. what you did last summer. Yeah. Like I still really enjoyed the movie. I just wasn't quite as invested. Invested. No. And I think, I think to rate that higher, you absolutely have to be invested. You have to be a screen fan, like a fan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's our, you got any final thoughts on our Wendigo movie antlers? The, the community has been kind of divided because I've seen people that were like, I don't understand. <laughs> and I've seen people be like, I really love this. So it's interesting. It seems to kind of be, I've seen it go both ways. Yeah, there was there was a girl at work that had said she watched it because I mentioned it. She's like, oh yeah, I love that movie. And I was like, yeah, like the one with the Wendigo. And she was like, the what? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, you loved it. All right. You paid so much attention. <laughs> I know. Meanwhile, I'm like over here doing an episode about it. And I'm like, that happened. But I do think some of that is the film's fault. I don't think all of that is on me. Yeah, I think no. if I had been a, if they had gotten me engaged earlier on in the movie, I would have been more thoroughly engaged throughout and I wouldn't have yeah. missed that shit because I'm super detail oriented most of the time when it comes to movies and I pick up on stuff and I'm paying attention. And, and, you know, we've talked about movies for months at this point. It's yeah. like, I, you know, so the fact that I missed that. Is like, <laughs> oh God. I mean, yeah. I was eating while I watched it, but damn, the food wasn't that good. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? Anyway, so yeah, so that's our that's our horror bestie breakdown for uh, Antlers 2021. Yes, ma'am. It is streaming on HBO Max right now, right? It is. Yeah, HBO. Okay, I couldn't remember. I almost said Hulu, but I was like, that's not right. And yeah, and so next uh, next um, horror bestie breakdown, we are going to be discussing the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre with a guest. With a guest, with Cult of Curtis, or whatever he wants to go by. I don't know, Curtis. I have <laughs> I have known Curtis since high school. We dated for two whole weeks when I was 15. Um, and we've been friends. Like, we've known each other for a really long time. Um, and he's um, a super big horror fan. Like, and, and I was telling, so I was telling Melinda this because I didn't think she, when I said he was going to come on and talk to us, she was like, oh, really? And I was like, you don't understand. Like, he's been a guest a host on serial killer documentaries like he's written for horror novel like not novels horror um magazines and he's done articles and he's like he's in the community and you know that show everybody likes the drive-in show yeah he was a guest on something with them too and that's what his article thing that he's starting to do every week so we will so tasha and i will be back uh in uh in two weeks with another episode of horror this horror blah, 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 blah. Horror Bestie Breakdown <laughs> with, uh, with Curtis. And we're going to be talking about the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which comes out, came out yesterday by the time you're listening to this. Came out on, it's a Netflix. So, 
You know, watch go that. watch that so you can listen to our episode about it. Heck yeah. The non-spoiler parts are rough, man. God, I know. It's so that's why it was such a crazy challenge when I was doing the 30-second reviews, because it's really hard to cram in without saying the same shit every time you watch something. You know? Because like after a while, the things you love are the things you love, and they can be the same for 30 movies, you know. Right. I love the music. I love the the gore. I thought this was done really well. It's like, yeah, but you feel that way about how many movies? So um, it is hard. It's hard to do a non-spoiler and to not really dive in. So it's cool that we do both though, because I hate, I hate the, and not many do this anymore, but I hate the people that do spoilers and they don't warn anybody and it yeah. ruins stuff. Like I went to see, uh, before I went to see a, a Avengers Infinity Wars, the second part, I think. Yeah. The second mm -hmm. part I saw on, like somebody had just posted a thing that was like, Oh, goodbye to like the characters that die in that movie. And I was like, you son of a bitch. That is a horrible human being thing to do. I was like, what in the world? I was so pissed. Yeah, no. Although you know, I will say it did make that part easier in the movie, but I was still yeah. mad. So anyway, so I think it works that we do both, but it is hard. I agree. Mm -hmm. All right. Any final thoughts on the Wendigo before we go? Before we go, go. This just Sorry. makes me sad. I just would have liked to see it better done. Are you going to go with me to Wendigo Lake? What if we get eaten? Um. Well, then we need a third person to hold the camera. That's valid. Mike's going to have to go. <laughs> <laughs> you go viral when you die. <laughs> Sounds like I think, a great idea for a horror short. <laughs> dude, for real. Yeah, no, we definitely need to put that on our on our list yeah. for next. So time. I'm gonna so Salem and Wendigo Lake in 2023. Heck yeah. Sign me up. Agreed. So anyway, so yeah, so that's our horror bestie breakdown for uh Antlers 2021. So Tasha okay. and I will be back. In two weeks, next week is a spooky story uh, reading. And then the week after that, we'll be back with Curtis to discuss uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So um, thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you guys love these conversations. They're fun. They make us watch stuff. Like I almost wasn't even going to watch Antlers, but I was like, we could do an episode about it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, um. I've definitely, I'm pretty sure the amount of horror that I've watched since I started talking to you has increased by like a thousand percent. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. I have so, nightmares. Oh, that's good though. I know. I always have nightmares, even if I don't watch anything scary. I could watch Futurama, go to bed and have a nightmare. Usually <laughs> <laughs> how I am, but I've been lucky lately. That's good. Um, so yeah, so Tasha and I will uh we'll be back in two weeks and we will chat with you guys next time.